Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus. Amen. Once again this morning, we're going to turn to St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians in our second lesson to better understand, get a new glimpse maybe of what it is to live as God's children fed by the bread of life. You just heard it. Paul writes, Be careful then how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time. I think we live today, perhaps more so than at any other time in history, we live with our eyes on the clock. How conscious we are of time. When we greet someone and say, how are you? Often I hear a response that goes like this. I've been so busy. I just don't have time. There's not enough time in the day. And we no longer measure our commute to work in times of distance. Certainly in our area of the country, we measure that and how long it takes to get there. Our grandparents and great-grandparents probably lived on the land, and they looked to sunrise and sunset uh, to determine the hours and their days. We look at our digital watches, our smartphones, our computers, to gauge our activities down to the minute. TV and radio news comes neatly packaged every half hour on the radio and TV, four, five, six, and 11, with traffic and weather on the eights. And after putting in 80,000 or more hours in our work lives, we hope that we have a few hours left for a retirement. But with all the attention paid to clocks and to time, there still is a mystery to it. I mean, how do we understand time? And how do we explain time to an impatient three or four-year-old who keeps asking, when are we going to get there? And when Albert Einstein taught that time is not linear, but curved. That really confused us. I don't understand that at all, do you? But the real question for us is not how we define or describe time, but it's what do we do with our time so we can pass time spend time, waste time, forget time, use time, kill time, worry about having enough time. But St. Paul urges us to make the most of the time. Now, Paul uses a unique Greek word for time. That word is kairos. 
Kairos means not minutes and seconds, but the right time, the opportune time when things just fall into place. So when a woman goes into labor and says to her husband, it's time, we need to get to the hospital, that may be a time for panic, but it's also a Kairos time, God's right time for a new life to be born. And Kairos means not just that time is passing, but it also means that we're getting someplace, that God is using time to bring about his plans and his future. How do we know? How can we think that way? Well, because St. Paul says in the letter to the Galatian church, in the fullness of time, that's his time, God's time, Kairos time. In God's Kairos time, God sent his son born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law. You see, God sent Jesus to enter our world, enter our time, space, continuum, and transform it. So making the most of time then, God's time, is to have our eyes fixed not on the clock, but on the cross for that event in time, Jesus becoming flesh, living among us, dying and then rising again, God's Kairos moment, his right time in human history transforms it all, changes everything. So now God's majesty and God's love and grace are part of our world. And by our baptism, part of our lives as Christians. And so we are to make the most of our time, to use whatever time and opportunities we have for his glory and for the good of our neighbors, whoever they might be. An American efficiency expert reported, reportedly went to a remote part of a third world country to consult with native farmers about improving their crops. He came to a man sitting under the shade of a very pleasant tree as he contemplated his fields. And the expert asked him what he was growing, cotton. He said, or cocoa, or whatever it was. Uh, and the American wanted to explain how he might improve his crop yield by using modern methods of farming. Why do that? The farmer asked. 
Well, so you can make more money. What would I do with it? Asked the farmer. Well, he, he responded, you can buy more land, invest in more equipment, build up your business, hire more people. And then what would I do? Well, then you could retire and do whatever you want to do. But that's what I'm doing now, the farmer replied. Yeah. So what can we learn from a story like this? Well, making the most of the time certainly can include sitting quietly at the beach or in the mountains enjoying God's good world of summertime beauty. Making the most of the time can, can mean savoring, savoring moments of happiness, of contentedness, of peace within your own heart with families and friends, knowing that we are baptized children of God and simply not fretting because everything is not perfect all the time. Making the most of the time can mean celebrating the goodness of God's amazing love in sending his only son to redeem us from sin and death and hell, for giving us a future, a future with hope in time and also for eternity, and thanking him for everything, as St. Paul says, thanking him for it and for everything. Making the most of the time can mean accepting work or school or neighborhood, community, as God-giving places and opportunities to invest our time and our talents in serving others and encouraging them to do the same. It can mean expressing our faith in deeds of love, which might be a wonderful surprise for those other people who certainly were not expecting it. And then how about our calling to be responsible citizens in our world, to value and pursue justice and honesty and in integrity in our public life to be concerned about the, the health of our very fragile little planet, Earth. Certainly worth the time. We don't have endless amounts of time, Lord knows. 168 hours each week. And who knows how many more hours or even years we might have. There will be an end to our time on Earth but that doesn't mean that it's over for us. For eternal life is Christ's, eternal life in Christ is God's kairos, his right time, his time without end, his time without tears, without death, and is found in Jesus the Christ who entered our time to save us 
not only here, but for eternity. The same Christ who offers us the bread of life each and every week. And so our calling, yours and mine, every day, day by day, is not to kill time or kill ourselves trying to do everything in our time. But we are called by God to let his grace, his love, be the foundation for measuring our days, our hours, with wisdom, as Paul says, for investing our faith in deeds of love and for keeping space open in our souls for his saving presence in our lives. And that's all to make the most of the time he gives us. May the peace and power of the Lord Jesus be with you for all time. Amen.